0: Welcome, friends, to the Anxious Millennial podcast. I am your one and only host, Alexandra. So I'm curious, what brought you here today? What made you join this fabulous community well right now of one me what made you want to listen was it the ever so flattering term of endearment millennial or the more mysterious not so understood anxious i'm curious being both an anxious millennial i thought let's go ahead and create a space that is safe to fully lean into where we could talk about mental health because let's be real, what a time to be alive and feel okay about it. I want to, for once and for all, lift the stigma that comes with mental health. I am so fed up of skating around the topic. I wanna talk about it. I kinda also wanna poke fun at it Because if you're unable to fall down and laugh at yourself, then really, what is it all worth? So a bit about myself. I am a millennial and I am currently in quarantine. (laughs) So this was the time. This was the perfect time, I thought, to go ahead, order that mic on Amazon and start this podcast. Anxiety. I have been dealing with anxiety probably my whole life. But it really solidified in my 20s. Now, it's so interesting because I think a lot of us have it, but no one openly yet talks about it. It's so interesting that in the modern world that we live in, we still cannot go ahead and admit that kind of vulnerability. It's to our detriment. And I am here to blast those doors wide open And hopefully allow for us to talk about it safely and even find some really awesome coping strategies, because trust me, having lived with anxiety for a little bit now, I have done so much research and have truly found successful coping strategies that I cannot wait to share with this awesome community And, um, also let's be real right now is such a weird time. And I say that being, how can I put this? I have been humbled by everything that is going on. Who was I? No, really. Who was I walking around feeling really good about the fact that I can probably conquer the world if I put my mind to it. There is no more humbling an experience than being grounded as a full grown adult. And I think anybody can sympathize with this. And I know, who am I to complain to, right? Because being fully capable of inhaling, and being healthy, and being above ground, who am I to complain? Well, I'm here to tell you something. If you feel guilty about complaining, I promise you it's actually okay. The guilt about complaining is a myth. You're human. You are allowed to have emotions. Mind-blowing, right? But honestly, who who ever said that we're not allowed to feel all of a sudden? Yes, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, there's definitely perspective to be taken from this. But by the same token, our worlds have been completely turned, not just upside down, back upright and upside down again. So we're allowed to feel a little off. I'm giving you full permission anyways so yeah what's it what's it like to be a full adult at home full grown adult kind of grounded in your home? What are you up to? what are you doing? what are you baking? What are you not baking? What are you working out to? What are some tracks? What are the new hit workouts you've discovered or not? What are the arguments you've been having that's That's a fascinating one. There's so many different memes and TikToks and Insta stories and Insta lives. I personally need the tech detox big time, and I try to do it every single day because truth be told, and again, I've done the research, the constant checking of the feed is so counterproductive to our mental health because believe it or not, we're actually experiencing FOMO while being in our living rooms. How is this possible? I have no idea. What are we so excited to see in our feeds? Do I really have to see a friend of mine working out? Probably not. I don't need to see what everybody's baking, but I'm still curious. And then the guilt. Oh, man. I wish I were making that. I wish I were cooking that. I wish I were baking that. I wish I were good at baking. Why haven't I done more of that? Why haven't I exercised more? Why haven't I exercised less? Because I've actually been trying to exercise, but it doesn't feel like I'm exercising the right way. Isn't that a crazy spiral to be putting yourself in? And I know I am not the only one going through this. So. I take comfort in the fact that I'm not alone in this. It's just that literally no one is talking about it. But it is so annoying. And I'm saying that fully owning it. It is annoying to have FOMO in the middle of my living room. We are all doing the same thing, but I'm still having that dreadful, ugh, I wish I were doing that too. It's crazy. On a very personal note, I am a happily engaged lady but I am not in quarantine with my fiance. So that being said, when I see couples quarantining, I'm like, I envy y'all. Okay. Yes. I said y'all, but I envy y'all. I really do. It's, it's been really difficult not to see my fiance or be able to hug him. But at the same time, I know a lot of people are quarantining solo and I'm not. So I'm really grateful for that. It's it's an interesting thing, this this whole situation. It, it forces you to completely take an, an inside look at your life, even though you were not ready for it. It has forced you to stop, look inside yourself and be like, all right, demons, let's go. <laughs> let's see what you got. And let me tell you, there have been a couple. And last month for me personally, there were some really dark days and I had to quite frankly, force myself and rethink, do I want to wake up pandemic or not with this sense of dread all the time, every day? I I couldn't do it anymore. And I know there'll be moments where it's going to creep right back in, but I had to do something. I couldn't live with myself. And I know a lot of us are going through this where it's, you're waking up every day with that Ugh, I know, it's really easy to resort to that. But the thing is, you know, to to truly change, you have to be uncomfortable. You really have to be uncomfortable. And no one likes being uncomfortable, but it's the only thing that brings any kind of substantial change. So you have to push yourself to the point where you're uncomfortable. And then you'll adapt. You'll adapt with some time, and that's where patience comes in, but you have to really actually force yourself and lean into the discomfort. How weird is that? You have to look in that really icky place and be like, okay, why, why am I insisting on waking up every day with this kind of a mood, with this kind of a sense of dread? And you know, it's going to take whatever it's going to take. It's going to make you maybe come to some conclusions about your life, or maybe not. Maybe you're not that type. Maybe you're not looking inside at all. Maybe being introspective is not your jam. I myself am a sensitive person, so I'm extremely captive to other people. So being solo at home, oftentimes, I'm not completely solo, but not being able to be around, let's say, some friends where I normally would, or colleagues when I normally would, or my fiancé where I normally would, I turn inside and I concoct these stories and I start to believe them. And that's the thing is you start to tell yourself those stories and you start to fuse and believe them and you almost tell yourself Really bad things because if you tell yourself the good, the brain doesn't go there by default. So it's a lot harder to tell yourselves the good stories. Try and tell yourself the good stories. Just try. You'll see the habit at some point actually starts to set in almost, not quite automatically, but almost. It's practice. It really is practice. The the practice comes in the moments where you're not feeling vulnerable. You have to practice when you're feeling calm, capable, and energetic. And you have to do it repeatedly. I was starting this class on Coursera, and it was something along the lines of happiness, It Oh, yes, I remember. As you could tell, I was fully committed to it. It's called The Science of Wellbeing. And from the first class, the professor, and I think it was offered by Yale, it was free, by the way, and I, of course, I stopped taking it, which uh, I feel really, I feel kind of guilty about. But, you know, I got passed a couple of classes, and the first class from the get-go, the professor who um, was a psychologist and a certified therapist, and she said, you know, happiness is an interesting thing because you actually have to work at it. And I know you heard it from Oprah, and I know you've heard it from Deepak Chopra, and I know we've heard it from every single guru, from Tony Robbins to... Simon Sinek or Sinek or however his name is pronounced. I'm actually new to him. I need to start listening to him. Apparently he is the bomb. But every last guru tells you, you have to work to be happy. And I thought to myself, that is such an oxymoron. Happiness is not about putting the work in. Happiness just happens. It really doesn't. It really doesn't it is not evolutionarily speaking evolutionarily i don't even know if that's a word but from an <laughs> from an evolution standpoint we are not programmed to be happy we're programmed to survive so it is instinctual for us to look for the negative so our 2 million year old brain is looking towards threat all the time. So you have to train yourself to look for happiness, actively, every day, every single day. And I was the last one to ever think, hmm, I'm going to wake up and meditate every day. I used to think it was hilarious. I really did. But I'm, I'm doing it. I am meditating. I am actually meditating. I want to share something um, because I've been going through some moments of <laughs> I, anxiety is even like generous. I feel like it was a little more intense than anxiety. And I was taught this awesome strategy that when I tell you it works, it, it's, it's actually incredible what, what happens to you when you use this. If you can take anything away from today's podcast, take this. There is a breathing technique and it's the four seven eight breathing technique. You can research this until you're blue in the face and it is proven that what it does to you is nothing short of really awesome. You have to do it for a good amount of time, but here's the trick. You have to do it. So here's how it works. The inhale is a four count. So you inhale one, two, three, four. You hold it for a count of seven. So not seven seconds. You can count seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And exhale for a count of eight. Do that for a good five minutes every day. Like you can exercise every day. I know you can, but try the breath and sincerely do it every day. And it doesn't take 20 minutes of it. You could do it for five minutes or 10. We have the time. There is literally zero excuse not to do this. So if you're having anxiety, if you're having a moment, which we all have had, let's once again be really transparent about that, do it. You will come away totally refreshed. And what's really cool is the science behind this technique. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So that's responsible for your heart rate, your intestinal activity. It relaxes your muscles. So you're actually a little uncomfortable at first. And you might even get a little dizzy, but do it more. And you'll see what I mean. So much that I didn't have to think about how anxious I was. I just sort of planned away my day. Z, day z. And I planned far ahead. Like I am, I I need to plan things all the time. It makes me feel good. It makes me feel accomplished. So here we are. In a time of uncertainty where literally you cannot plan at all. And when I say you can't plan at all, you can't plan at all. The the amount of uncertainty or the, the timeline that's left in front of us is completely unknown at this point. So then you have to think to yourself, okay, no time to spiral into that black hole I talked about. What do I have control over? So take a look at your environment. You probably have done it already, but if you haven't, look at your desk, look at your closet. Why don't you think to yourself, if you're in the midst of a mess, that is reflective of what's going on in your head right now. I'm looking at my desk and I've got a couple of knickknacks lying around. Could be cleaner. So it's reflecting what's going on. I'm excited. I've got a podcast. I can't wait to launch it. I'm going to take notes. I've got all kinds of things, my phone, my iPad, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place, right? Um, So if you think of your closet, if you think of the clutter, if you think of something you can control right now and feel a sense of control over that, do it, clean it, organize it. What you'll feel after that is almost equivalent to that breathing technique I just told you about. It is something small that you can parcel out and have control over. And then, oh boy, the sense of accomplishment, my friends, uh, is real. The sense of accomplishment is really real. So try it. Come back to me. Let me know how you felt afterwards. I am so excited. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to do more and I can't wait to build this awesome community of anxious millennials and non-millennials. So thank you so much. Peace.